That's nah, a lot of work. Okay, let's forget it. Then let's just do this. <laughs> it's not, but I mean, it will take some time. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partner, Jeremy Brown. And you can find me at Dynasty Madman. <laughs> and Shane Manila. <laughs> you can find me at Shane is a professional. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, a lot of times when I edit the show, I put some little stuff in before the music starts playing of what we just said. So I will definitely be putting in before what we just said. What what, what we were talking about was we, you know, because we haven't done YouTube for ever and we just started a couple weeks ago. So I mentioned, are we doing YouTube? And it wasn't set up that way. So Shane was like, oh, that's too much work to get started. So we're just going to do a... Uh, a podcast tonight, but look, there's, there's, a, I'm not going to say is a hundred percent chance, but there is a good 40% chance there. If we would have dropped this link, I might not have made it back. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Jeremy said, we'd have to all log out and log back in to set it up as YouTube. So that's why Shane said, no, forget it. Um, but Hey, it's good to see you guys. At least I can see you, you guys. They can't see you, but, uh, agreed. Good to see you guys. We have, uh, a bunch of stuff to do tonight. <laughs> we did have one thing. We came up with this great idea during during the afternoon of what we were going to do for the show tonight. And as it came down to the show, we realized we can't do it tonight. So we're going to push it for a week or two. <laughs> Shane shaking his head. We're going to push it for a week or two, but you guys will enjoy it. It goes back to some episodes we did last year. But in the meantime, we do have some news. But before we get to all that stuff... Uh, actually, we have a brand new sponsor tonight, and they're going to sponsor our news, correct, Shane? That's true. That's true. Yeah, so we've got a great new sponsor, um, CampusToCanton.com. Um, you might be asking yourself, well, what is Campus to Canton? I've heard those words used before. Well, guess what? Um, it's a website devoted to, among other things, Campus to Canton Leagues. <laughs> Do you know what a Campus to Canton League is, Mike? No, I was going to ask you, what is a Campus to Canton League? Okay, so this is a dual, it's like a dual <laughs> league. Like you draft, you know how you draft, you know what a Debbie League is, right? Uh, unfortunately, I do, but I, I like this idea. But yes, okay, I know so what a Debbie League is. One of your biggest gripes about <laughs> Debbie Leagues is that you, you draft the players and then they just sit on your roster in the ether for the 16 years they're in college, right? Exactly. Or if you make those jokes where you draft somebody in high school, but yes. Exactly. Well, guess what? These fine kids accrue points. You know why? Because there's the campus portion of the league where it's your college teams playing against the other league's college team players and your Canton, which is your pros, technically. <gasps> oh, so, uh, so with Campus to Canton, you do a college fantasy league and a pro fantasy league simultaneously. Sweet. Did I say that word correctly? Yes, you said that correctly. And I and this I would do, like you said, my Debbie players sit on a freaking taxi squad and never do anything. Yeah. So these are these are fairly new, I guess, in the last couple years. I want to say I don't remember them when we first started playing fantasy, <laughs> or at least when I. I should say, when I started getting into the Dynasty game about six or seven years ago, I don't remember these being a thing, but they are definitely a thing now. Um, Canton, Campus to Canton, great site. They got campus rankings, Canton rankings, weekly rankings. They have all types of tools, player metrics, um, coaching metrics apps. They have articles. They have uh, excellent podcasts, Campus to Canton podcast and the Debbie Debate. 
Um, so check them out. They are really reasonably priced. You could do $2.99 a month or $29.99 for the year. Um, and you get access to their YouTube page and uh, check them out. Also on Twitter is at the at Campus 2 Canton. And the two is the number two, Campus 2 Canton. That's cool. The year price sounds really good. Uh, is there a code for us, I believe? There's a code for us. So if you sign up, use code. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, there's use a code for us. HQ. Use HQ. Use the code HQ if you're going to sign up for Campus Canton. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I think I think it's actually a kind of cool idea, and you're right. Uh, we I've said it before. I'm not a big fan of Devi leagues, only because you can't use them. So you're the fact that you can use them, that's awesome. So uh, the big news, I mean, especially for me down here in South Florida, is that the Dolphins finally hired a head coach. Whether that's finally. big news for the rest of the league, I don't know. But to me, this is the most un coach like looking coach i've ever seen uncoach like coaching not so he doesn't look like a coach he doesn't look like an nfl he's coach. a short he's a short fella he doesn't look like he played football before but yeah i get no your- i don't i don't believe he did but he is a, an absolute genius right and he that's is. what it is they all say I know debo samuel likes him and i like what he did for debo samuel so i yeah he he seems to have some offensive you know coaching skill some scheming talent i guess you know over the years he's done some good stuff well shanahan shanahan basically um uh what's the word i'm looking for described him as his right hand first of all you Um, didn't say his name we didn't say his name oh mike mcdaniel mcdaniel (laughs) mike mcdaniel um yeah so and kyle shanahan basically said it's his right hand man he is the you know he was the architect of that rushing attack, the rushing attack that made Raheem Mostert a monster, the rushing attack that turned Elijah Mitchell a fifth round draft pick. Was he a fifth or sixth? Whatever, late round draft pick into uh, an absolute monster this year. Um, oh, wait, Miami doesn't have any running. Back. I was just going to ask you does any of that <laughs> apply to Miami? They <laughs> better get some. <laughs> Which One. players are going to get affected by that? Is what I, that was what I was going to ask after you finished talking about what you were saying about him. You know, one thing I thought was really interesting in an interview that I saw him, somebody asked him about what his plans are and what his philosophy is. And he said, it may sound simplistic, it may sound easy, but my philosophy is put your best players out on the field, have your best players doing what they're supposed to do. And he said that he's play, he's been doing this now for, I think he said 15 years with seven different teams. And when he said 15 years, I was like, what is he, 10 when he started? Um, but he said he's done this with seven different teams. And he goes, that is pretty much my philosophy is you put the best player out on the field and give them the opportunity to do what they need to do. Oh, that's a, that's a I mean, how novel, concept. right? I yeah. mean, this is professional football. Yeah, yeah. So you work your scheme, scheme around the strengths of your players. Well, and he even said it. He goes, I know it sounds simple, but, and then he was kind of implying that people don't do that, you know? Well, because they don't. Because, yeah, what do we see in the NFL is NFL head coaches that want to, want you to know how smart they are. Meanwhile, the guy that goes to Yale graduated from Yale. He's like, I'm just going to do the simplest thing I can um, basically because I just want to win. He doesn't even care if you think he's smart. He's like, I want the fucking Yale. Of course I'm smart. 
out of here. <laughs> and now I get to mark down the first time you said F. So, uh, no. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah. So, all right. So we did just kind of make a joke, but Jeremy, is there any players there right now that are going to benefit to what we just said, or is it all going to come from our the Dolphins draft picks and maybe some trades and stuff? I'm sure though he's excited about a couple of the players there. I'm I'm sure he likes Jalen Waddell just fine. I think it probably won't hurt that kid. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I he's probably got to be at least mildly excited about working with Tua. I would think. Um, you know, I I'm I still think that kid has has a future, and I think that he's going to be pretty good. So I think Tua, Jalen Waddell. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot to like. Shane's right. They probably need to get several running backs. I mean, you know, at least at least a really good one. But um, yeah, I think they have a, a decent wide receiver core. He's probably excited about that. There, there's a lot happening in Miami. I think um, the upside's there, some draft picks. I, I think he's going to be fine. What do you think? I that's, gotta, a, well, that's in Mike's backyard. More importantly, why do you say Jalen Waddle's name so weird? <laughs> Waddle? Did I say Waddell? I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm taking notes from you. I was Sheen. thinking that. I, I, I mean, was... I just like the way Wad, Wad, Waddell fits into the sheem at the yeah. at the Waddell, position. Like Waddell definitely sounds like very bougie. You know what I mean? Like, like Jalen Waddle. I think he's a very like, bougie guy. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Really you know, good, I think, for Mike McDaniel. <laughs> One thing I, I I'm sorry I, I don't mean to cut you off Mike I'll come back to you but yeah. one thing I want to know what Mike think, thinks about Miami it's all good go ahead when you know Mike McDaniel talked about using players their best skills blah 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 that kind of makes me excited for Jalen Waddle because they didn't Shut use me. him at all as a deep threat last year um, no, they didn't and I don't know if that's a Tua thing or if that was an offense thing and I think we'll get to find out this year because he he was an absolutely great deep threat in Alabama. And don't get me wrong, it's great that they used him as they how they did last year. Like we know that's in his wheelhouse now. But if they yeah. can add some some field stretching plays to that, Waddle could be um he could be well worth the acquisition cost that everybody's willing to pay. But yeah, I think he could be you know, an approximation of Debo. I mean, he's not, you know, the same player, but I think Mike McDaniel, just the fact that he wants to use the strengths of his players, and it really isn't that novel of an idea. I mean, Shanahan's have been doing that for a long time too. But just to use players strengths instead of making them fit into a certain scheme of an offense like using their strengths and i he did that with debo debo really when he came out we joked about is he even a wide receiver and he is he can play that position but he really looked good at both positions this year and i and i don't think mike mcdaniel's afraid to do that he showed us that they would do anything to win and and that's why i'm excited to see him with an explosive player like waddle he was not used effectively regardless of tua um, whether he was good or bad or, you know, the team was good or bad. I, that whole team suffered from, you know, just not uh, untapped potential. And Mike McDaniel, you just said it. He's going to use players to their potential. It is funny when you say stuff like that because we kind of compare it all the time when you're talking about NFL as opposed to fantasy. And in fantasy, Jalen Waddle was really good as a rookie for people's dynasty teams, you know? And then when you say that he he wasn't used to his potential, when you think about it, then for fantasy-wise, if he is used to his potential, the sky's the limit then. And, and when Shane mentions about people trying to trade for him or get him, I mean, that could be a, a huge get um, for people. So, get to trade for him? Yeah, yeah. to trade for him. Uh, 
we because even more than the the long passes, the right. long passing plays, getting the the yards after catch that yeah. San Francisco did with their players this year. That's what we all want in fantasy. I mean, a player taking a a dump out, you know, five yard catch for you know thirty yards or something, just because that's how you know they've played with they have the players that can create after the catch instead of like let's just get seven yards on third and ten they're trying to they're creating space and trying to get their players yards after the catch we love that in fantasy football absolutely Turning that seven yards into 50 of course and that's part of like like compartmentalizing that in your mind where you really just care about your fantasy league for week three or whatever, as opposed to the NFL. Then when we get to this time of the year or whenever fantasy's over, then you start caring more about their teams. At least that's how I do it. But, um, yeah, yeah. you know, then you worry about your own. <laughs> yeah, <football> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, last week, if we wrap this into last week, last week, we talked about all these different coach coach changes and we were saying how some of it don't doesn't really affect fantasy-wise for the players that are on those teams. But listening to both of you guys, it sounds like it does affect more with the Dolphins with this guy than than some other people. Um, we do always talk about trades on the show, and most of the times they're Shane trades that we, we talk about later on, <laughs> Shane's face. And I know tonight we have one that Jeremy did. And for me, I mentioned to you guys in the and talking about it before the show, I actually had two trades that I turned down today and both of those trades involved Tua. So I was wondering at the time if it had anything to do with the coach change, why these people were sending me trade offers for Tua because I have them in a bunch of leagues. So they were trying to get Tua. They were trying to get Tua off of me, yeah. (laughs) Look at your face. (laughs) Why? It's just, just, look, we've talked about this before, right? Why are you waiting till the day he gets a new head coach to send an offer for him? Like you knew he was getting a new you head coach. You knew he was getting a coach. <laughs> like literally, like, did you think they were gonna go into the season just like look, we, we fired Brian Flores, we didn't like anyone, we're just gonna wing it this year. Send that trade offer four days before that. I get that, you know, you're waiting on the hire because the hire could be really bad, right? Like it could have been I, I don't I don't think there was any actually actually anyone from this hiring cycle that really would I would have been like oh my god no right well Matt Eberflus because I don't know who that is so. <laughs> um, so maybe if Matt Eberflus landed there I'd be like who or Nathaniel Hackett and I'd be like meh but you knew at, at this point in the juncture you send that offer three days before that don't wait until afterwards yeah and you know what's really funny too for me is both and and this is why I brought it up because I wanted to ask you guys this question when I thought about it in the uh, on the show sheet but now obviously what you're saying because of the hire is what happened but in both of those cases I I only have Tua at this point now in Superflex because I had players like Teddy Bridgewater and and Jameis and and Gardner Minshew and stuff like that where where we'd have no idea what's going to happen to them next year. So right now I pretty much only have Tua. So when you guys do these trades in the offseason, if somebody sends you an offer for a quarterback when that's essentially the only quarterback you have in a Superflex, do you just turn it down outright or do you look at it and say, all right, I'll take a pick and then try to figure out a quarterback in the next six months? Jeremy, I see you shaking your head. No, I mean, I think that's a fair play. I already know Shane's done that before. We On this show, he's made trades where he ended up with no quarterbacks, but draft picks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he could he could rebuild with, um, you know, with, with quarterbacks from the draft. But yeah, no, I think that's a fine way. To, it depends on the quarterback, right? It depends on the trade you're making. I would not automatically decline trade for a quarterback 
I probably would on Tua right now because I want to see, see just how high, high that price goes <laughs> before I move him. But the time to acquire him was definitely before now. I, I'd, I'd probably I'm, I'd ship him if I could get a decent trade. Uh, what was the offer? Well, that's the thing. In one of the leagues, it was the one one fifteen because it's a no. sixteen team league. Well, that no. that one I knew right away because that's just yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. And there would be no way I would be able to get another quarterback. Ruben. You know, Come on, <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't Ruben. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, what's really funny that you say Ruben is I believe the other trade was from Ruben. So hold on one second because uh, I didn't have it pulled up. And that it's just, Ruben never stops. It, it's funny deals. that you said Ruben. Yes, uh, yeah, here it is. Okay, so he offered me. The the 2022 first round, this is in HQ5. He offered me a first round pick for Tua, and it's Jay Mercer's pick who he won the league. <laughs> so in the other one. Last pick in the yeah. first round. Woo. So where the other one, it was the 115. This is the 114. So it's funny that you oh, yeah, yelled gotcha. Ruben. You were correct. Yeah. <laughs> Just by thing off. And Ruben has roughly... 15 of the 14 first round draft picks in that league. Oh, did he? Look, I didn't even look to see a counter because in that league, yeah, I have no other to. quarterback. Yeah, but I have you no quarterback. Get the higher first. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I have. Yeah. And just as a process, I have absolutely, like Jeremy said, I have no problem with trading and having no quarterbacks on my roster in February. Now, is it ideal? No. Would I? Uh, do that in a league where I, I'm looking at it next year, and I think I have a serious chance to contend. <laughs> also, no. But if it's a league, if it's a team where I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go anyway. Let's just have some fun with it and let's get crazy. Like, if my only quarterback is Tua, I don't know that my chances of winning a title are great anyway. So right, yeah, right, if right. I got a decent offer, not the ones you got. If I got a <laughs> no, decent, no, yeah, no, the offers those. you got were crap sticks. But if I got a decent offer, yeah, I, I'd make the move. All right. And so speaking of, and if anyone's listening and we play in a lead together, come get Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I am willing to trade him um, for less than I acquired him for last year. Like, <laughs> I, I want to say this. You're right, Ruben. I just looked. He only has Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Those are the two quarterbacks he has. So that's why he was out making me the offer. But you're right. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven first-round picks. And he sent me <laughs> the one for the team that won the league this year. <laughs> so I guess – I guess uh, – yeah, that's pretty funny. But that that's why I was asking you guys. So I, I noticed, Shane, that on the news for Mike McDaniel, you, you mentioned some of the coaching hires that he hired underneath him. And uh, one of them says Wes Welker. Did he sign? Oh, him? yeah, yeah. He got yeah. Wes Welker as a um, – is he a linebacker's coach? Oh, wait, yeah, I think he's going to coach He's going to coach wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, I think it would probably be wide receivers because he knows how to play – run routes against linebackers, so I see where you're coming from. And, and Wes Welker for, for Miami fans is like – you know, we, we think about him and then we think about how we threw him away to the Patriots and then he became this amazing guy over at the Patriots. So so is that true? So he hired Wes Welker as the wide receiver coach. Yeah. Yeah. And it also says a couple other people here, too. Do not care about talking to them because you're kind of just bleh. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I started reading um, something. <laughs> else. No, I don't I don't really care about them. Who else did he hire? Um, 
Be here now, bro. All right, Offensive. forget it. We'll move the show on. show doesn't last that long. We, we, you can yeah, do all we'll, that research we'll when we're done. On. Why don't we do this? Why don't we talk about Shane's Twitter bits? Since we lost Shane, let's bring him back into the show. And Shane, tell us about some of your Twitter bits. Uh, so, guessing <laughs> back. Who's back? Not Eminem at the Super Bowl, even though that would be correct. That's funny. I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl uh, show this year. I am. Look, I I would so look forward to that halftime show 15 to 20 years ago. Yeah, 15 years ago. You're right on with the time frame. Eminem, Dre, Mary J. Blige, like 15, 20 years ago, hot. Sure. This year, too. It'll be fun. Well, no, because they're all grandfathers. Um, so are I we. mean, I don't know if I'm going to like the show or not, but let's face it. We all know, and we'll talk about it all the time, the NFL is, those old guys are definitely yeah. at least 15 years behind the times. So, yeah, I mean, they I'm don't, like, super, t- well, not they don't yet, like, um touchdown celebrations. Like, everybody else in the world likes them, but not, you know, the owners don't. Like, come on, man. Aren't you trying to sell shit? You know, your I'm, best I'm, players I'm, celebrate. I am proud of the NFL because, you know, it used to be, you know, in a less uh, progressive time where we would just get has been washed up um, <laughs> rock stars. Um, and now, you know, they're including hip hop uh, uh, old guys. And, and you're I feel saying like, there you know, has been, been washed Nobody up? needs to see the who play again ever. In the I, mil- exactly. In the this is literally like the Rolling Stones of rap. No, it's um, not. Come on. <laughs> basically. Yeah, basically. Mick Jagger of rap. Dr. Dre. um started his hip hop career when I was born the year I was born. Um, I am 43 years old. I'm 53 um, years old. So yeah, Dr. Dre was already part of the wrecking crew back then in 78. Uh, like I said, Eminem is in his late forties. Snoop. I don't know Snoop's actual age, but there's no way he's not at least 50. The Kendrick Lamar is going to be on. Kendrick yeah, Lamar <laughs> is the young. The point one. is, if you're collecting social security, you're probably not the most ideal act for the Super Bowl yeah. halftime show. Come on, listen. We can't we can't have like Michael Jackson and Prince and stuff like we used to. That would be awesome. But I just think it would be fun. I, I'm I I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm I, sure I think it's going to be cool. It'll I be fun. It. Yeah, it'll just it's exactly like when whoever one of the old time rock groups plays, and I'm like, oh, I love this song twenty years ago. Like, yeah. Yeah, Come on. Definitely. But old a lot of these old time rock groups, when they show up, then they have like half the band is somebody different than what you knew before. These are the guys. They're, they're, they're not like replacements. Well, that, you know? that is the one good thing about rap when it's not a rap group and it's literally just one person or like one singer. Generally, <laughs> not a lot to replace. Yeah. 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 Uh, whatever. Uh, like listen, they're not going to be I'm like, the- oh, Whitney Houston is playing the Super Bowl this year. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I am down with this show. <laughs> I'm the oldest out of all this, but I'm looking forward to it. Listen, I, I'm looking forward to it. So I don't know how we got off on this tangent. What were we talking about before we, we said this? Not Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, usually, Twitter what? Twitter bits. Oh, yeah, Twitter bits. I was going to say, usually I can remember what's going on, but we kind of, I had some problems with my headphones. All right, so what's your Twitter bits tonight? So my dude, Doug Peterson, back in the NFL after a year off. Um, like we said, excited for his hire in uh, in the in the Jaguar land. Would have preferred Byron Leftwich, but we won't get back into that. Um, hired Press Taylor, Press Taylor, who I think is his illegitimate son. Um, because if you followed anything in Philadelphia, part of the reason that Doug was let go in Philadelphia is that he wanted to promote Press Taylor to his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, and Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman um, were adamantly opposed to that. Oh wow! Awfully bad nepotism. 
but so it's you- clearly his illegitimate son. And look, th- my sources have confirmed <laughs> that to me that <laughs> it is his illegitimate son. Uh, okay, first Your of all, that, need that's to be not fired true. Too. But Taylor. Do you think that was part of the hiring too? Do you think like when he went into the Jags, when they said, we want you, he, he said, this is who I kid. want for OC? Yeah. So well, this is one good sign, right? Because part of the problem in Philadelphia was Peterson not having control over his own coaching staff, despite the fact that he won a Super Bowl, which is just demeaning to a coach. Yeah. So clearly in wherever he's at now, Jacksonville, they're giving him free reign to put his staff together. He's going to call plays anyway. Doug Peterson's going to call plays, but look, if you're a guy, if you're calling plays, you at least want people on your staff that you trust and that you've worked with before. And that's what he's getting with press teller. He, he clearly trusts the kid. He's had him for a while, um, promoted him a couple different times um, when he was in Philadelphia. So that's cool. I mean, are you happy about that? I mean, you, you're, you're our resident Philadelphia person. I mean, he pressed, pressed, he was fine. Um, I mean, he was okay. I, he, again, when a guy doesn't call plays, it's really hard to to put a finger on what he does. You know what I mean? So, like, in Philadelphia, I know he was, like, Carson Wentz's buddy. Um, so, like, he was his quarterback coach at one point, and I think he was, like, um, one of the Golden Girls. Like, they were, you know, thank you for being a friend. They were they were pals. Um, now, so, but- no, yeah, but but I'm excited for that. Like, I think he'll, he'll atta- be attached at the hip with Trevor Lawrence and – That'll be good c- considering the coaching that Lawrence didn't receive last year. How, do, how well does Jackson do this year? With uh, I think give Doug, that guy two years. I give Doug at least six wins this year. Five and six next year, and I don't know if he'll be back. I, I think he'll be there for a couple years. I hope it's better than that. I do. There's a lot of fantasy football um, guys on our rosters on, on that team, but – yeah, I, I don't have high hopes. I hope you're right. It's funny. I don't have a lot of guys from that team, but I know Shane has a ton of Trevor Lawrence. No one Lawrence. should. No one should. But like, you have a ton have of Trevor Lawrence, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I went I went all in on him last year. He was the new Pat Mahomes, and um, he he looked like um, Sideshow Bob last year, um, unfortunately. <laughs> so that didn't go well for me, and now I'm, I'm scared. Um, I'm pretty much in a position where I can't trade him because no one will give me anything close to, to what I want. Um, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that goes back to the Debbie conversation we had at the beginning of the show where, you know, people were like saying easily the 1.01 and Trevor Lawrence is the greatest quarterback to ever come into the NFL. And here we are a year later and Shane's complaining. He can't move him. So when, what I said at the beginning about, I remember <laughs> I, I can't move him because I'm not willing to just take whatever. Right. Like, but, you know what I mean? Like but, I'm not going to move him for Zach Wilson in a second, you know, for that, I'll just, I'll just give Trevor Lawrence another year with a better coaching staff and go, all right, well, let's see what he can do. And uh, I'm hoping that obviously his line will be upgraded and maybe they get him a legitimate starting wide receiver. Well, let me say this. At the beginning of the show, we talked about there was something we were going to do tonight that we're going to move to the future. And part of that wraps into this Trevor Lawrence discussion because we actually had Trevor Lawrence in the discussion of what we were talking about. And you'll have to wait till next week to find out what we're talking about. But Jeremy, tonight, usually it's Shane Trades. But we have a Jeremy. We have a Madman trade that you wanted to talk. I about. I do make trades. I just don't always, you know, <laughs> always need your input. Sometimes I ask for input. I, I, the ones I like the best are when it's not after the fact. Like yeah. we actually discuss trades that we're considering. And Me too. Haven't been made yet. 
Um, I think those offer the, the best um, analysis for our listeners. And Shane, I'm sorry, I hung on every word today that you said because you're wearing that polo shirt. And I find myself taking you even more seriously than normal. I didn't even notice. you're not wearing this. just a t-shirt, man. What's the polo but, shirt? I, he, all he I can see really is his head. Oh, wait, but he also has like an undershirt under the polo shirt. Is that a Philly thing? Like in Florida, we don't wear like undershirts. Well, you don't want to sweat through your polo. Exactly. You can't. You'll sweat your ass off in Florida. Shane, you're muted. It's 4 million degrees. Yeah. I mean, in Philadelphia, it was a high of 60 today. So I was like, you know. And generally, look, generally when you wear a polo, and this might just be a me thing, even if it's warm out, I'm going to wear a t-shirt underneath because I don't want the pointy nipples. Um, I've never inside the office with the AC on. I've never worn undershirt ever in my life. I will say that, you know, a lot of times if I wear a polo and I forget to, especially the fabric I'm wearing tonight, this is like kind of a nylon-ish thing. I've noticed, you know, unfortunately, sometimes people, um, if I I don't wear a t-shirt, that their eyes are sometimes fixated (laughs) on my nipples. Oh my God. (laughs) And I don't appreciate it. I never really paid attention to that, but yeah, synthetic shirts do that all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, like, yeah, you have to be yeah. careful. I'm like, my face is up here. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> oh Keep your God. eyes off my chest. What I like about Mike is he's probably dressed like a retired guy his entire life because he's been in Florida. He's not yeah. a snowbird. I mean, he lives there. He yeah. grew up there, and it's kind of laid back. You know, you don't you don't need to overdress in Florida. Why would you? No, wear flip flops to to the bank. To work. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so we, we kind of got off on a tangent, but hey, actually. Speaking of polos, Jeremy, I saw Shane write something today in the group meet to our Patreons where he mentioned he may not be coming with us to Canton. And that did not go over well in our Patreon chat. Shane, you are you are coming with us to Canton and we will all be wearing Dynasty Trades HQ polo shirts. <laughs> Yes, that are, have nipple guards on them, actually. The only reason I'm going, and I have to level with you guys, the only reason I'm going is because I do not have a built-in excuse yet this year. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. No, but it, the reason I'm going is because it's only a two-hour drive from my house, so I, I kind of have to meet you guys up there. I'm yeah. going because it's so much fun. We get to hang out with everybody in the community. We get to meet the new people. It's a, it's like a blast. But- I would go just to support Bob Lung. That guy is great. The expo that he put together is amazing. I, I would go just to support him, but all the things you just said, I'm totally kidding. It is close. It's easy for me to get to. But if Shane doesn't go, uh, we're going to have to we're gonna have to just drop us, go to Philly and drag him out of his house. Um, and and take him with us. First of all, first of all, we would have fun if Shane doesn't go, but I I only mention it because Shane said... I He's trying to tease the I know, look at his face. Exactly. Going. So Shane, tell everybody about our patrons since we're talking about it because they were not happy with your comment. Oh, we, we, awesome. we obviously have a patron. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you call that? Group. Yeah. Um, the HQ crew. Um, some of the sharpest uh, dynasty fantasy football players in the world. Um, and also, look, some newer people that are learning strategy, but that's what's great about the, the, the chat is, is uh, you know, well, one of the things that's great is, I should say, the patron is that we have a chat. Um, we're always talking strategy and trades in there. Um, and, you know, it's good. No matter how long you played, it's good to bounce some ideas off of someone. You know, every once in a while you get a little antsy and you want to make a trade and you know it's a bad trade, but you just want to make a trade. So you throw it in there so that the room will just be like, dude, no. And you're like, you're right. You're right. I'll (laughs) I'll step back off the ledge. But yeah. And then for the newer players, I think it helps them with strategy. I know it helps them with strategy. They've told us you get the uncensored version of this podcast. You get all the written data that uh, uh, I throw at you. Um, You also get... uh, 
Oh, the bonus version, uh, the bonus podcast. <laughs> One of the best <laughs> things, I yeah. think. And swag. Swag, remember? Uh-huh. I'm in charge of sending it out again. I got, oh, I got a couple, God. couple oh, patrons. No. Is he really? I don't know about that. We're going to have to really? work together, tag team on I, that, pal. I got, I got a couple patrons that sent me their uh, their their mailing information. So if you're listening to your patron, remember, if you didn't get swag last year or because I... It's because you were outside the contiguous 48 states and Shane wasn't sure how to handle that. Because I'm not very good at mailing things. Or if you just joined in the last year, um, you know... Just shoot us that email um, so I can send you your stuff. I love love when he says he's not that good at mailing stuff. If you remember, Jeremy, when we first started talking about this, Shane goes, oh, I'll mail it. Don't worry about it. I I can do it. Just let me do it. We're we're both like, okay, if you want to. (laughs) But uh, but because, you know, what's great is in my day job, one of the many departments that is under me. Is the mail room. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought that because you run that, you could do it. As but- soon as you said that, the first time you said it, I pictured you as Will Ferrell and Elf in the mail room. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, uh, I'll say <laughs> this to you. It's, it's the one area uh, that I oversee that I care about the least, probably. <laughs> I'll say that on air. Come well, on. it's not that I don't care. Well, there's like a ranking. You know what I mean? I have like six departments underneath me. Of all the departments, that's the one that I'm least hands-on about. Oh, my God. It sounds is- like a lot of departments for you. Maybe it's just yeah. one or two too many. I don't know. This <laughs> is where I have to protect him when it comes to editing the I show. Edit but, uh, yeah. but, you know. But anyways, if you live in Alaska, Hawaii, or another country, please let us double-check your address. Send it to us twice. <laughs> and there is, we'll there is one other we'll benefit. There is one other benefit, and it happened this week, actually. Uh, in HQ1, we haven't we we never really have some open spaces, but we ended up having three open spaces this year, and we decided to do a dispersal. And what we decided was that we were offering it to our Patreons first. So the Patreons were were given the opportunity to um, take those three teams. And we actually got a huge response to it, and we only we have th- we we only have three open spots. So, so Jeremy, what are we doing about the fact that we had so many responses? Yeah, three spots to fill, and an overwhelming response to that. So, um, we'll have no problem filling those three spots. So, everyone else that emailed us, we will reach out to see if they're interested in joining HQ six. <laughs> Uh, oh my God. Yeah, so our sixth <laughs> league, um, and and hope uh, and you know hopefully the the folks that emailed us are not afraid of uh, auction drafts because I think we might be doing that, right, guys? Uh, I think so. We make it a campus to Canton auction draft. Oh my that gosh, would be awesome. we do. You know, oh amazing. my God, we do. Hey, so we can wrap everything into that. You know what's really funny is we may actually end up doing a six and a seven. So I love the fact that we between the three of us we all agreed to cut down our leagues and we cut them down and then we expand the listener leagues. But, you know, we have to. We, right. we have so many patrons and we have so many people that are interested. It, it works out that way. But but look, I know we got distracted. We we're, What we're talking about right now sounds like we're wrapping up the show, but we... we we threw it to you, Jeremy, that you did a trade, and then we kind of went in a different tangent. So oh, before we wrap up the show, let's loop it back to what Jeremy's trade was, and let's talk about that. So what was the trade, Jeremy, that you did? Yeah, I haven't made a ton of moves um, in the offseason so far, but I got an offer that I couldn't refuse in um, a, a league that I put together, actually, a startup um, a few years ago, one of my leagues that I commission. And I received this offer, and uh, I even asked you guys if you agreed with this. So it's a .25 point. Well, it's point per carry league. It's a quarter point per carry. Um, and I was offered Nick Chubb 
for Terry McLaurin. So I accepted that and I took Nick Chubb for, and you know, you guys know, I, I love having a posse of wide receivers. I'm fine with Terry McLaurin. You know, I, I like him a lot, but I couldn't pass up um, Nick Chubb and a point per carry league wanted to add another stud running back. I know he finished outside of running back 12, I think in PPR this past year, he was close to a running back run overall running back 12. I think he was close to running back one. He missed like three games, maybe a half of two other. I can't remember. He got limited carries in another he's right there. So I got a running back one in my mind for, you know, a, a wide receiver that's, you know, possibly going to be, um, you know, at, at that point, um, I, I think I did pretty well. And actually, um, I did another trade, Nick Chubb, that I forgot about, um, straight up for T. Higgins. I, I got Nick Chubb for T. Higgins as well. So I moved some wide receivers for what I consider to be a running back one. Yeah, so he was the RB14 if you uh, points per game. If you want to do the thing that I always end up doing is, you know, I'm always like, well, I'm removing any players that don't play at least play at least half a season you don't count your points per game are meaningless yeah, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. or whatever but i do it for per, uh, you know just because i want to give a fair counting of he would have been the rb12 which you know wouldn't have been bad 15 and a half points a game um there's the possibility that kareem hunt's going to be moving on right yes yep he, he may not be back so kareem hunt moves on um i would really love to see uh chubb pick up some of the receiving work i don't expect that he would pick it up all of it but there's definitely some more ceiling there and look terry mclaurin we love him right he's great wide receiver i don't know if he's a great wide receiver let me strike that you can edit that he's not a great wide receiver (laughs) i think he is a wide receiver too yeah great big play guy down the field um you know long yard you know pass catching guy but yeah, consistency wide receiver. Yeah, he does um, highlight real stuff. But yeah, wide receiver too. And I mean, that's how I was looking at it, Shane. Like I and I love T. Higgins too. That's a different story. Uh, even more. I mean, he's more sought after by me than Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin. But the fact that those two players more readily um, gotten or replaced than you know a, a starting running back for a team twenty six years old that might be running back one. So. It was and, hard for me to part with Higgins. <laughs> and, and well, for me, I mean, it's funny because we talk about it sometimes about this is your boy, this is your boy, this is your boy. And we joke all the time about how Shane has no idea who your boy is or my boy is. But <laughs> <laughs> he knows who his are. We know who his are. <laughs> Get his face. But for you, I always associate Terry McLaurin with you. When I hear that name, I associate your face with that name, you know. Uh, but also between you and I, I have Chubb everywhere and you you like Chubb too. So it, it was an interesting conversation for me, for you to have those two guys on each side of the trade. Um, yeah. In, in the other trade. Dilemma. About. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and, and for you to go, look, it, I think a lot of times we talk about on the show all the time that. Uh, every trade is different. Every league is different. Your 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 roster configuration is different, and whatever. But mm-hmm. Chubb, I think, would if you don't have any other running backs, especially, then there's no question to do that. You know. Oh, did you accept my trade offer? <laughs> you sent him one, huh? So that's On the what, show? that's what I was just gonna. <laughs> I was going. I was leading to that. So you. 
Fucker. Um, <laughs> so, Jeremy, I agree with what you did, too. And now I have to mark down that I said the F word. Um, uh, oh, while we're talking, <laughs> while we're talking, Shane sent me like four trade offers. And Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Wow. Uh, uh, but all four of them involve... A, a running joke that I do on Twitter all the time about Alvin Kamara being my BFF. He's my best friend. He's my best yeah, friend. Yeah, every time he scores a touchdown, you you one day you tweeted it out six or seven times. <laughs> Mike, so without without getting yourself in any legal trouble, <laughs> yes. right, right, you right. part of Alvin Kamara's uh, crew that beat down the dude. Oh, <laughs> Mike was there. Were you know. stomping on dude's head? Oh, man. I was not the there. The video's going to come out. Just remember the video's going to come out. So if you want to Everything's on now, video. Well. I was not there. However, I did get a call at 2 a.m. about uh, doing bail, but I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. I'm here in South Florida. But, <laughs> and I will be in Vegas for the draft, which I am still working on both of you guys getting to Vegas. But uh, Careful but, on the elevators, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey, listen, I, I've i never had a problem there and I never will. But uh, I don't know, Shane. Look, you sent me a whole bunch of different offers. and uh, <laughs> He has no strategy. To no, 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 no. Approach. It's funny. It's funny, though, because he does it while we're doing the show and even it. while we're talking about some of the players that we're talking about, you know? Um, well, can I tell you why, though? Yeah, sure. Why? One, I want to make a trade, obviously, right? Uh-huh. But Two, I hope you feel the same way I do um, that, you know, sometimes I just want to make a trade. So we have uh, for content purposes, because look, that that matters more than my leagues to me is um, (laughs) the content that I provide to our listeners and our patrons. But that's just me. I mean, look, if you are you willing to lose a trade for content? I'm just saying (laughs) I'm just saying I'm not saying that Mike cares less about. Our listeners, I'm just saying Mike has two trades in his mailbox and we'll see if he accepts it. Okay. I want to say this. I very much care about content in the show. I very much care about um, doing trades for players that I like. I like him. I'm sorry that this situation no, happened okay. and hopefully no, <laughs> hopefully things come him. out that things come out that it's not what it what it appears to be. However, I should I say it now or not? I guess I should say it now. I am actually considering throwing my hat into the dispersal in HQ1. So then what I'm thinking is, would I rather have Alvin Kamara in the dispersal or would I rather have Terry McLaurin in the <laughs> dispersal? And in my mind, I think I would rather have Alvin Kamara in the dispersal so I think I'll probably do this trade with you. Um, yeah, so you did send me all these trade offers. However, it gives you an illegal roster. So I just sent you a counter right now. <laughs> I was really hoping to get Antoine Wesley. But wow. uh, I'll accept. I will now have Terry McLaurin on my roster for at least the second. And I have a feeling the third time. In the HQ1 league, in the how many years has this existed? I don't know. Three. So you've had him in, uh, you've had him in like trade four or five years. <laughs> and look, we talked about how we were going to do the HQ1 league. And I really have gone back and forth in my mind about joining the dispersal and everything. And I think it's kind of fun to do this on the show. But before we wrap this whole show up, you made the joke about Alvin, but what do you honestly think 
how do you think this whole situation is going to affect his value? And we'll wrap it up for the night. Jeremy, I, I don't, Shane, okay. whichever one of you two guys. What do you I, guys I think say? it has affected his value because people get scared and you, we, we've seen it in chats, right? And, I, you know, just uh, folks talking about it, moving him. It, it's Alvin Kamara this and Alvin Kamara that. I, this, I don't know. It depends on what happens, right? It, this happened with Kareem Hunt video, you know, kicking a woman in a hallway. Um, no, no real context given for why he was doing that. Shouldn't have done it. But, you know, without the context, you know, he lost his job and then got another job. And, um, you know, Alvin Kamara, I think he'll be in, you know, the NFL. But I, I think it's really it, it depends on what the video shows and it depends on what comes out of this. Um whether he le- legitimately beat on this guy too, or if it was his buddies, because remember a lot of people think Ray Lewis killed a guy down in Atlanta. Right. Um, no, he and, and um, <laughs> you know, was with guys for sure that did it as an accessory, but people said that he participated in it and their whole, he ended up becoming a hall of famer. So I think Alvin Kamara could probably do that based on the history of the NFL and things that have happened in the recent past. I'm not overly concerned with him I would rather have him than a lot of the players that are being traded for him. Yeah, I mean that's a he's an incredible talent. He's so what twenty seven is it years old? Um, he's getting he, up there, but I think he's the better side of the value in my opinion. Yeah, he's twenty six, and this is his fifth season. Um, and you know, I, I just feel like. I guess I won't be tweeting out the stuff about he's my BFF anymore, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you might not want to because he might get angry and come beat you up. He'll kick your ass. Yeah, he'll be 27 this summer, but yeah, still not. I, I'm not worried about being beat up. I I, I, I can talk my way out of anything. But uh, what we're going to do is wrap up the show right now. And, you know, look, we enjoy doing this show. I, I had fun. Uh, you know, even if that trade... What, look, I believe that every trade is subjective. There's no winner or loser. I know you guys say, oh, you won that trade or lost that trade, but you never know. There's always other circumstances. And in this case, it was whether it should be thrown into the dispersal or not. So I think it's kind of fun. Um, And we will work on making sure that Shane shows up with us in Canton, Ohio. So don't worry about it, all you patrons. And uh, for right now, we're going to wrap everything up and say goodbye. So, uh, Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. Uh, just not tonight's episode. And uh, <laughs> say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> say Good goodbye, luck, Jim Shane. Bob Cooter. Take care. <laughs> say goodbye, Shane. You're, you're, four bye. and a half years, you're not supposed to say goodbye when I say goodbye, everybody. Oh, goodbye, Shane. <laughs> <laughs>